Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Doll. Is that hey, you? Hey, Doll. Is that you, Doll? That's me, Doll. Oh, it's my me. God. You're back, Doll. You're back from the East Coast, Doll. Darling, I was on the East Coast. I'm. It was really nice. I'm emotional being back. You're emotional? Even though we're not back in person because Lara has a little bit of a new england cold i have a summer cold it's the pits it's not even a bad cold it's just like an annoying cold and i don't want to get anyone sick is it like this so (laughs) we're zooming yeah it's just like one of those light colds that you're not super sick but you don't feel a hundred percent in my brain i just feel like brain foggy and like i'm not operating at a hundo you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i was looking forward to like feeling so refreshed when I got back and like 
hitting the fucking ground running, but instead I'm just like soft launching into this week, which is fine, I suppose. Feels right for the time. Yeah. It's a soft launch. That's a very like East Coast troll. Like, oh, you want to go back to the West? Here's a cold bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, also my bag is just uh, in air right now. No. My bag did not make it. I had a moment where I literally tracked it on a map and I pushed like track my bag and I was able to zoom in on my bag still in New York while I was in Los Angeles. And I just said, look at you. (laughs) Look at you traveling all by yourself, staying a little bit longer, soaking up the vibes of the East Coast. She was like, I'm going to stay an extra night and have dinner. I need a minute, she said. She said, I want to check out the Delta Sky Lounge. <laughs> she had one too many martinis at the lounge. She did, and she just could not get on the plane in time. God, air travel right now is a fucking troll. I guess it is. I guess Delta just cannot catch a break. De- the failing Delta cannot get their shit together. And, like, I'm not even one of those people who likes to, like, airline shame. Like, it really is NBD as long as the bag comes back to me. But, like, Delta's really going through it right now. Yeah, there's actually nothing more embarrassing when then you see someone that you, like, respect and admire taking to Twitter to, like, shame airlines for lost luggage or wait times. I'm just, like, that's when you're, that's one of those I don't need to be seeing this. This is too intimate. It's too much. It's like getting an x-ray of someone and I don't want to see it. Yeah, I've definitely done that in the past, like in social media 1.0, like (laughs) have had a moment. I'm sure you could probably search my tweets and see me like talking shit about someone, probably Southwest Airlines, but like, well, they they deserve it. And B, I've learned my lesson and I would rather actually get stabbed than publicly come for an airline get indignant about my belongings unless they were to like steal stuff out of my luggage but well, you know might what? you might get stabbed <laughs> we might have that's <laughs> actually your foot <laughs> that's not that unlikely anymore no i know it's happened before american i'm looking at you but like yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I love that. I kind of like love that my bag just decided to travel on her own time. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was like, you know what? I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to leave New York. Mm-mm. Were you? She at- needed one night in the Big Apple, one night in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's annoying though. At least you're back. Fine. I was like. It's, yeah, I had like some stuff that I had put in the carry on, so I wasn't like totally yeah, just like breathed and like I had my brush. I always you know? I always take my medication. Oh yeah, meds were. Do you think I wouldn't even be able to? Like, no, I know, I know. I know. I just. <laughs> I, I know. I know you would never. But I always. Yeah, so that's like I, it's just a troll. So we're soft launching. It's a soft launch this week. We, but you know what? You got off your ass and you went on vacation. It feels like people aren't, feels like no one's going on vacation right now. <laughs> AK, no one is going on vacation. Okay, that's the opposite. That's a total lie. Everyone is in Europe. Yeah, everyone is in, in Italy, Europe. which I'm also like, prayers up for Europe right now, going through this heat wave. I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, everyone's in Italy. I, again, am like, 
how is everyone richer than me? The gays are all in Capri or Greece. Capri. It used to be Greece, but now it's Italy. Postatano. So everyone's everyone's having my Italy journey. But you know what? It was nice. I went to Martha's Vineyard and it was so beautiful. And oh. I was telling Carrie offline, I love a Massachusetts like summer destination. Mm. And there's nothing like it. It's gorgeous. I love like the threat of Lyme disease mm-hmm. just like lurking. Oh, and it feels so being tick free. Yeah. That feels very as that's kind of aspirational. When you're fearing Lyme, that means that you're in like, a, you're like a rich area. Oh. Yeah. At any time oh. a tick could descend upon you. Mm-hmm. And the beaches are beautiful, and it's just like a laid-back, easygoing vibe. How is the water? Nature. The water is PT, perfect temperature. Mm. I stayed behind on the beach one day. Yeah, the Atlantic is way better. I, like, beached one day and just, like, read, and it was great. I, like, read a whole book, and I jumped off the Jaws Bridge. I did, like, all the teens gather on this bridge known as the Jaws Bridge, and they stand on top of them and jump off like 20 feet into the ocean below. And I joined the teens, and I jumped <laughs> off two times, and I truly was like, I feel young again. I felt like a rush of youth, youth and excitement. As my great aunt in Salem would say, youth. <laughs> youth, yeah. I reconnected to my youth, <laughs> my youthful energy. I love that. Step aside, teens. Mm-hmm. Let a mama will show you how it's done. I literally looked like a freak. I was like holding my nose. I my love. Could have used. <laughs> I love when people hold their nose when they dive in. I have to hold a nose. I cannot. What do I say? How do you not get water up your nose, or do you just get a water blast in the nose and then you just accept that? Listen, as a former swimmer, I'm just used to it. I, f- I don't feel the need to hold my nose, but I, I understand why people do it. Yeah. I just am not ready for that kind of aquatic assault <laughs> on my sinuses. <laughs> I mean, when I was three so, years old, my dad literally dropped me off the three meter dive because I was begging him to take me off it. And his friend caught me and it was like a three. Like I was, he took my swimmies off, held me over and dropped me into the into the drink. So I sort mm-hmm. of like was almost forced into aquatic assault from a young age and it, it honestly i i'm grateful for it but it is it's a hard the water is is a harsh mistress she is and currents a teen kicked one of my crocs off the bridge by accident and it went floating out into the abyss <laughs> and my friend who i was with she was like Oh my god, her croc! And to her husband, she's like, "You have to go get that. Like, jump off this bridge and go swim out." And he was like, "No." And the teen goes, "I'll get it." And then this like virile young teen jumped off the bridge and swam out like a hundred feet Gio, and rescued you, my croc man. and brought it back to me. And I was like, "Wow, incredible!" I said, "My hero." And he was like, "Well, not really, because I kicked it off." So sorry. God, about that. trying to. And I was like. All right. <laughs> Just allow a compliment. Just <laughs> Thanks those for getting gen, that. Those post or pre, well, I don't even know what they're called, Gen. Yeah. Yeah. They don't give you anything. I think he's a Gen Z. You give them a compliment, they're like, okay. They're honest to a fault. 
I read that Gen Z now uses TikTok more than Google to find information. And I'm obsessed with that fact. And it makes me want to use TikTok more than Google to find information. And then it led me to a place where I was like, wow, China is truly taking over one step at a time. And honestly, I can't fault them for that. It's a genius tactic. And it is what it is, Dole. They're getting off their asses every day. China loves to fucking get off their ass and fucking work. And it shows. I mean, TikTok and Google are both evil. So it's like, whatever. You might as well be entertained every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. Google is not an entertaining place these days. Google's scary. You can't actually even really find anything that you want to know on Google. You find what Google wants you to know. And I don't trust that. Follow the money. Like, last-, <laughs> <laughs> last night, Simon just held up his, um, one of his, you know, when they do those, like, you open Google on your phone or something and it has, like, stories for you. It just said stories like it has articles lined up like before you put in your thing into the search bar. It has articles like suggested for you. Oh, I haven't seen that on your phone. I guess I just use Safari yeah, on my iPhone. I do, too. They're always so weird. The stories are all like like he was like, look, this is a st- an article about Terminator 2. <laughs> and I was like, well, we talk about that movie a lot. It's listening. But it's not really useful. And but whatever. TikTok has like fun and I mean some of the stuff is probably not real but at least it's you'll have you'll have fun being lied to. Yeah. You'll find some things that are fake, you'll find some things that are real and then you will find an answer of sorts. And mm. it will be an adventure that you'll never forget. So I'm game. Love that. Yeah. I watched The Bear Thank God. And your suggest per your suggestion, and everyone was fucking talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it's the hottest show on TV. Literally, like the everyone on that show is hot. I want to fuck every single person on that show, and it got renewed. They're all amazing for a season. I know two, so we love to see it. Truly guffawed at that episode, that one take episode. Mm-hmm. Wild. Oh, the twenty minute episode, like the second to last one. That was one take. Damn. Yeah. They're so yeah. good, I didn't even realize. Obsessed with the... What's the guy's name? Michael's... His, the older brother's best friend. Cousin. <laughs> Cousin. I love him. Love him. Love everyone. Love Tina. Yeah. Sydney. It's just... It's so good. It's... I was kind of like, I'll try it. And then immediately obsessed. Yeah. But it's a stress Maybe fest. Long... Mm-hmm. But in a really, it pays off. Like, the stress has a lot of payoff. Like, it's like a show that I would watch again. Unlike, like, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was really stressful for kind of Too no much. reason. And it just, like, really deeply stressed me out with, like, not a lot of payoff. I need to, like, stress with mm-hmm. a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. A pot of gold. And I it kind of, when I worked at the Standard in the restaurant, it brought me back to, like, being in the kitchen and hearing, behind, chef, thank you, chef, you know, like, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. When I would food, when there would be a few times where I would food run, just all that stress. I love it. Yeah. I would not, I don't think, work well in an environment like that. No, it's, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't in, like, Simon used to be a 
sous chef. So he was fully in that world. Mm. And he said it was very accurate. But even the glimpses that I had of it when I worked, it was I was scared for my life. I was like a hostess once at a restaurant for about two weeks before I got fired when I was <laughs> like 16 or 17. But I didn't really like get a sense of the kitchen other than the guys that like worked in the kitchen that like smoked weed and we'd like lol with each other. <laughs> it's a glam job. Yeah. No, it's cool. I love like I would love to date a chef of some sort just so they can deal with like cooking. Yeah. That would be fun. But or it's, just it's a foodie, a- but not like a annoying foodie, a hot foodie. A hot, tortured like, foodie that is, like, past the peak of their torture, but is, like, coming off mm-hmm. of the torture and, like, dealing with it on the other side. A.K.A. Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. Worth the, as we said, as that Twitter person said, worth the yeast infection. You feel it, too. Totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. Didn't realize he's married to Addison Timlin, who was in this amazing movie I told I mentioned on the pod called little sister mm-hmm. about like the goth nun and she's dakota johnson's best friend <gasps> and her daughter is dakota johnson's goddaughter wow very chic that's incredibly chic what a small world she's gorge he's he's fucking devoted husband devoted young father young husband i know it's sexy it's really sexy and there's all these photos of them with like dakota at the farmer's market she's like holding the baby wow wow what a life. What a life. I also was tickled last night because Salma Hayek, <laughs> Rump the Queen, Salma Hayek. Rump uh, the Queen, hosted... whisper to owls. <laughs> Owl whisper. Owl whisper. <gasps> we should, Salma should investigate. I wonder what her opinion on the staircase is. Just a side oh, note. Av- Wait, Ivanka, Ivana Trump. Dead. Dies. Mm-hmm. Falling down the stairs. I know. That was shocking. I was like, she got staircased. Who did it? Were you shunked? I was shunked. Yeah. That was, I was like, this is, I mean, they've ruled it a total accident, but I'm like. She like had a heart attack and fell down her slippery mansion stairs. And I read something that was like, friends of hers always thought this was the way that she would go. (laughs) They were always worried. And I'm like, that's honestly really glam to be like, I want a grand staircase. And I'm old as fuck and have heart problems and might die falling down this staircase. But God damn it, I'm in a staircase anyways. And then you do succumb to the stairs. That's a staircase glam death I can get behind. That's when you're so wealthy and like your life is so like not realistic or not attainable that your friends fear for you from falling down. <laughs> Like that, some friends are like, oh, I'm I'm worried for my friend. They're drinking a lot. They're doing a lot of drugs. No, with Ivana, it's we're worried she's going to fall down a flight of stairs and die. Like literally she, she did. Her entire life was like going to lunch, eating like clam linguine, falling asleep, falling asleep at the lunch table and then being like softly escorted back to her huge like staircase townhouse of sorts. And the whispers behind the scenes were like, she will fall one day. Like, what will happen? Do you think she's going to fall? And then, sure enough, she fucking fell. It's cool. She fell. It's 
mm-hmm. fucking rock star. It's rock star shit. It's rock star love. Also, speaking of the whole. But so, what did Salma? What this. did Salma do? Oh, oh, let's oh, get oh, back oh, to oh, that because oh, oh. I want to know. She posted a series of videos. It was a the first photo was a paparazzi picture of her and Tom Cruise entering a restaurant, and the caption was, "When you take your friend Tom out to eat," and the subsequent videos were just throngs of people in the restaurant screaming. <laughs> paralyzed with start you know coming up to tom begging for and he's taking selfies with every single person in the restaurant they're all like ah, ah, ah! it's just mobs of people and salma's filming it she's <laughs> filming him being mobbed and just laughing and it's like the the faces everyone had on like just pure shock at seeing tom cruise fun and i was like and it just was kind of fun to see another celebrity being like wow i'm in the midst of a star It'd be fun to go out with someone that was so famous they commanded a throng of screamers. Just one time, just so you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like Salma's a pretty she's a celeb, established. Yeah. She's a she's a true star. People don't but scream for her. She No, and, and she it was I like the humility in the post of like, I'm famous, but this person is next level. And it was just funny. And he looked hot. There are a few that some being scream famous is its whole own other thing. I would scream if I saw Tom Cruise. I would want a selfie. A selfie with the king. I'd, <laughs> I'd be like you with Mike. The situation. He's the only person I'd be that's like... made me scream. <laughs> I would scream for Tom Cruise. I would scream for Gaga. But yeah, I just I thought it was a very poignant and it was just fun to i was like yes i want more of this this is the celeb news all the celeb news lately has been about either elon musk or his father or nick cannon breeding yeah we're really focused on breeders <laughs> these days men all spreading the their about- seed and having so many children nick cannon recently said i expect three more by the end of the year why is that just his is he rich is he rich like that to like have enough? He's he's yeah he's okay. rich. He's fucking okay. rich. Then he's hosted so many shows. He's been like the Mariah. He probably got money from Mariah. Yeah, he's been in it for. He's been working for a long time. But Elon Musk had a child with the his, with his like a former top assist- executive. Oh yeah, yeah. And then his dad had multiple children with his former stepdaughter, and he said his father said. The only purpose in this world is to breed. They're breeders. And I'm like, this is it. They're like, they know the world's ending and they're like, gotta get my cub out there. But I, I might have a kid with one of them if I was guaranteed a breed fund. Like Grimes? Yeah. Like I want to be promised the money. Grimes has three kids with him. I think she has a third one on the way. That's just smart. I mean, because... No, it might as well. Fucking your stepdaughter is sick. What? The, the his father having children with his former stepdaughter is sick. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> but it's not blood. Oh, rel- it's not that. blood relative. <laughs> it's clueless. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, fucking rock star. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm just so. I'm literally like the only thing Daily Mail posts now is about rich men 
having children with multiple women. Rich men doing that and like Sophia Richie on a yacht. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, can we just keep it moving people enough? <laughs> I've seen enough of her. But yeah, think much to think about. Mm-hmm. A baby with like a huge fund attached is definitely something I'm interested in. I support that. Uh, I think I'd prefer Nick Cannon because he's much hotter. He's hotter and seems I, more fun. I think we can make a really beautiful spawn together. I worry that me and Elon, I don't know if my genes would like trump his in like the looks department. Yeah. He has like. Anyway, anyway that's all I'm saying. That's my way in. Speaking of another way in, you were just in New England. Mm-hmm. It might be time to return to it. It certainly is time to head to Western Massachusetts. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to... And you're to listening to... Sexy, unique... Unique... Podcast. Podcast. Berkshire's, Berkshire's Revisited. Revisited. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's 
actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. God, we are fully, I'm so glad to be back. I feel like I was, there were so many things I wanted to say, but I was like, oh, I don't have a voice. Yeah. This week. No, it's great to be back in the Berserkshires as a recent traveler to Massachusetts. I have to say that I like really love it there. You're cold. I'm cold. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm loving future. like just a New England vibe in general. My parents met on the Massachusetts coast. There's a magical there's a magical feeling to the coast and I believe that there's a magical feeling to western mass as well, but there's a horrific Not... feeling of dread and true destruction at one bluestone manor. Which I always forget was just named by Ramona. It was named Bluestone Manor on... by Ramona. Dorinda, I forgot there was a flashback in the most recent episode that Dorinda, which we'll talk about next time, that Dorinda was like, I don't know what to call it. And Ramona was like, you gotta call it Bluestone Manor. It was not, what was it before? Just the house, the Berkshire's house? Just the house, yeah. Damn. Dorinda's out here acting I like know. this is like the hardest thing she's ever done is own a house. Can we just like have uh, a moment for that? D- Dorinda, Dorinda, when she's on the fucking hot air balloon talking about an aerial shot of all her success, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, it's not like you got a lot of help. <laughs> I'm you got just literally so proud of myself that as a woman, I was able to keep this house. I was like, you got you inherited you got f- a mansion and like millions of dollars 40 million dollars husband died like all you have to do is throw money at the problem and the house remains like i get that it's stressful and has like emotions tied up in it but like it is not yes like i in her world of her 
and the problems that inhabit it, I guess it is a huge accomplishment to just keep your mansion up and running. I guess go like off. The whole, like, yeah, as- if that's your work that you're proud of, I guess that's fine. I would just, but I'm, I, would I'm love just- a, I would love a mansion to just have to keep. I just love her being like, as a woman, I'm like, honey, is this the Gilded Age? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't think gender too- comes into play. No, but she's she's. It sounds so like weirdly antiquated. It's like, as a woman, I'm so as a woman, I'm so proud of all the accomplishments. I'm like, you got. I'm sorry, but you got like forty million dollars. <laughs> as a woman, I'm like, just you're- so proud to be able to still own property she's like living your money is making money every fucking day like you everything that you all of your liquid assets are making double that every day like you're you're good huh? we are in the time where i think it's a very popular thing to preface some accomplishment that any gender identity could do have or do with as a woman but making it you're like as a, as woman, a woman yeah just as a woman, I'm just proud that I was able to get up at 7 a.m. today. Like, it's things like that. And I really, I encourage, actually, I think people should do that more. It's, just start to say, as a love. woman, as a woman, I'm really proud that... As a gay man, I'm proud that I bought a new candle. Mm-hmm. Boy smells. Own your accomplishments. So good. And what they mean for everyone who identifies as you identify as a gay man as a woman i'm proud to have been able to trade in go on vacation in martha's vineyard (laughs) dorinda wakes up i love dorinda you you know and there's people like this dorinda's whole her whole thing of pretending to never be hung over as someone who was hung over every day of my life for years Mm -hmm. i'm like bitch i know you're i know you're lying (laughs) Alka Seltzer. Feel that Alka Seltzer. is my best friend. Save me for years. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Normally, I'm not hungover, but today I'm feeling. I'm like, you are hungover every second of your life. Every day you wake up, you face <laughs> a low grade hangover. If I was still mm-hmm. pounding Alka Seltzer in my fifties, <laughs> I would need someone to drop kick me into the nearest like AA meeting. <sighs> yeah. It's, I mean, I, I never like to like, you know, attraction, not promotion, first off. But <laughs> with Dorinda, I'm like, promote it. Promote it, bitch. You got <laughs> you got to go. Jill Zarin. I'll go with you. Yeah. Jill Zarin is terrified in the attic. She's truly looks like she's been crying all night, which she has. And she's doing, as a woman, she is scared in the attic. She goes, I have what? She well, closed yeah, the she's, door. she's like, close the door. They might hear you. She's been harrowed by Dorinda coming for her after she just suggested well, laying on like a, a bed <laughs> watching someone record their radio show turned into the indictment of the century and burned two women alive. They like self immolated because of that suggestion. It's like this trip is like in the movie The Village, how every night they have to like. <laughs> leave <laughs> hide inside and like leave trap like offerings it's like every night this ghoul emerges from this fog of the berkshires outside and like terrorizes people one by one and last night it was miss zarin's turn <laughs> yeah the ghoul of the village is just dorinda's alcoholism <laughs> 
And Jared is walking around going, I don't want to be the bad guy anymore. Meanwhile, there's a hot air balloon being set up in the backyard, which just freaked me out to no end. It was weird, but then I was like, okay, that's cool. I would do a hot air balloon if it's just like tethered. I don't want to go anywhere because I'm pretty assured that it would just go right into a power line. So mm-hmm. I like a just tether it, go up, go down. <laughs> there's a cut to the night before where Dorinda's in the attic with them and she was, I supported you for years. And she goes, move over. (laughs) Could you move over, please? (laughs) Also, god damn it. Couldn't they have given Eva some PTO? Yeah, she doesn't get a week off. (laughs) My goodness. She is working her fucking ass off, which I respect. But I'm also like, give her a break. She's doing two jobs at the same time. She's potting and doing a radio show each morning starting at 5 a.m. That's punishing. A 5 a.m. start means like... At least a 4 a.m. wake up. Yeah. Who's she, The Rock? No one needs to be up <laughs> She's that Mark early. Wahlberg. Yeah. Getting up at 2 a.m. <laughs> I'm dying at Tamara and Vicky continuing to troll Dorinda by being like, oh, we, we got to make the bed. We, I don't want to get yelled at. We got to make the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I live for Vicky and Chanel because the Chanel she's wearing is like the worst that Chanel has to possibly mm-hmm. offer, like a sweatshirt, but she loves it. Vicky is the bearer. <laughs> Tilapia. She's like Chicago land. Yeah, she is a she's a Italian beef. She's like true Chicago land Alanon like tilapia trauma. I'm gonna say this, which trauma tilapia. Please come for yeah. me, Chicago land listeners, because this is a little bit weird. But I've never I've never understood the draw of Italian beef. I think it's fucking sick. So sorry, but it's gross. It's a wet beef on a bun. Mm. And I've had some good beef like in Chicago, (laughs) but I was just never like, I was never that girl. I was never like, Mm. give me the Italian beef. I just wanted the deep dish pizza or a delicious burger from Portillo's. What? I'm a Portillo's girl. I got to go get that burger. Because I'm from Phil- I'm you know from Philadelphia, greater area of Philadelphia. I have to f- do a hard disagree, but I don't like cheesesteak either. You know this about me. I mean that's that's hard for me to hear. But you know what? Italian beef isn't for everyone. Like I love an Italian sub. I like like a godmother sandwich, cold cuts. But like juicy wet beef on a butt. Like, don't ever step foot me. back in the Chicago lot. It freaks me out. I, I mean, tell me what to do. I mean, try and change change my mind, please. But I'm sorry, like a sweaty, wet beef on a bun is like someone, someone's going to send you. <laughs> someone from Chicago is going to send you an Italian beef sandwich with anthrax on it. They're going to send me like one of those. You can buy like a make your own Italian beef kit. I don't want it. I don't want the wet, juicy beef on oh, a bun. I love it. Maybe mm. I do. Maybe it says I don't know. I don't know. Ah jus. it. I like a French I like a French dip where it's a dry but then you dip and get the wet. Do you like roast beef? Yeah. Lather me in roast beef. <laughs> There's my dad used to get roast beef. Lather me in roast cut, beef. He'd get it cut and thick. So it'd be like a half inch thick. Mm. And we cut it up in cubes and eat it with toothpicks. It was so good. 
When my sister was in high school, this girl spit all over her car that was mean to her. So my sister put roast beef all over the girl's car because to like <laughs> send a message to say that she had like a flappy vagina. Mm-hmm. Was that a rumor about the girl that was going around? Mm-hmm. Savage. I mean, the spit was pretty savage too. That's pretty crazy. That like it was like it was this girl. That her rumor whole... will like destroy a woman's life. <laughs> Still, kind of would. I mean, look, if you and your if your crew roll up to a Jeep and each take turns hawking loogies all over it and like chipping the paint off it. And if you have if you know that your your labia is a little bit longer than the normal (laughs) gal and you're have you the balls to really target someone else, then you better be prepared for Mm -hmm. that was it. It was a retort. I remember when I heard that she'd done it, I was like. I was a freshman and I was like, ah! I was like, so proud of my sister. Yeah, that's bo- that's bold. She took she took some bowls, some New Jersey bowls. It ha- those are some Jersey bowls. Going to go after old beef curtains today. Going to go to Wawa, get, a- get some roast beef, send her a message. Jill's whispering drama on the uh, terrace with everyone about. Dorita, she's being like, I, I, I just want to sit down with her. I'm, 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 pu- quite honestly, I'm terrified of Dorinda. I'm terrified of her. I'm terrified of her drinking. I think she went too far last night. And then Dorinda comes out and she goes, Oh, there's a frog. <laughs> she just grabs. Let me it. get that. She grabs a frog that they're all scared of, and she grabs it with her bare hand, and it pisses in her hand. It I just was like, piss fills her hand with piss, and it drips everywhere. Disgusting. I have to say that. On the second watch of this episode, I was, like, more siding with Dorinda. Yeah. Because Jill, I'm sorry, like, Jill keeps going around to everyone. She's like, are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? Like, I don't want to bring it up, but you should bring it up because I'm too. And I'm like, bitch, if you have, it's your beef, like, own it and get it's it out. It's your roast beef. <laughs> it's your roast beef sandwich. It's your fucking beef curtains, <laughs> you bitch. You better just say it. And, like, she won't say anything. And I do think Dorinda is mean as fuck. And it's, like, completely inappropriate. But Jill, like... Jill asks... She does... She, Jill annoys she's... me. I'm glad that she's not on a Housewives show. I'm, I've am i had just about enough of her on this. I mean, that was, that was always Jill's thing, though, is that she, she always sought attention in any capacity, even negatively. Like, she just needs mm-hmm. any kind of drama like she seeks it out and i think she can't help herself and she knows dorinda is going to react the way she reacts and she chooses to do it anyway but that's not you know dorinda could handle it better obviously but dorinda is, is also a fucking drunk she's a drunk <laughs> she's a pirate they relitigate radio gate again goes, she goes don't don't stop because of me keep talking keep talking no we'll talk about it now also i love that you see clear cigarette smoke coming off screen i'm like either taylor smoking or tamara or dorinda yeah who is it own it jill says she's like well you didn't have to be so mean and dorinda goes i don't have this problem with anyone else and i was like uh you do have this problem with every single person in your life and also at this house also that's you why you were at each person that's, that's why, why you've been fired that's why you were put on pause is because you scare everyone 
You are t- a terrifying person. She goes, poor Eva was just trying to work. I'm like, okay, Dorinda. She's not like, I mean, even Eva says, she's like, it's a fucking radio show. It's not like, she's like, let's chill out. Yeah, like it just couldn't happen. It's like <laughs> over and done with. Poor Eva was just <laughs> trying to work. I thought it was very, I thought it was tactless. <laughs> very thirsty. Thir- uh, the thirsty thing. I'm like, Dorinda, you're thirsty too. Everyone on the show is thirsty. That's why you're on Real Housewives. And then she does. Uh, this is when I didn't agree with Dorinda is when she does. She starts going. And you were crying. You were crying. Like she's being. I'm like, OK, you're. Oh, being, yeah. You're being. Like you're being a, just a bully right now. Jill's fucking annoying. But like, stop. You're being. Yeah, you could say a million other things that would have more impact. But like when you get like that about someone who was genuinely hurt like it says more about you than it says about them and then phaedra walks out with this fabulous wig and a blonde unit (laughs) and she apparently is acting she's booking yeah what's her fucking movie role yeah i want her career (laughs) what's her movie role we gotta see was she in i feel like i know what it was was she in some kind of um was she in like a hallmark movie yeah i feel like she was in a hallmark movie was she in wasn't there like that (laughs) phaedra parks okay i'm on her imdb this is where it all goes down imdb ever lord of the freaks lord of the freaks she's a oh producer on tiny and toya oh actress please covenant tv series huh love that happy for her i hope she continues to work yeah i want i mean she's, uh, working, she's booking more than me yeah vicky goes they ask vicky about like dorinda's behavior and vicky goes whoever told her that she should write a book called make it nice should have said make it not nice i was like hell yeah vicky i was like yes vicky you're fucking on it you fucking know what's up like go off queen so they sort Tell of like it is to Lampia. <laughs> They have sort of a tenuous reconciliation, and then they all head over to the balloon. Brandy is just refusing to go. Love that. Also, the balloon, they said it goes 500 feet. I'm like, you're you're 90 feet off the ground. Yeah, it didn't look that high. I'd want to be- I was into it, but it looked pretty. I'd want to be in the basket with Phaedra and Tamara. Oh, for sure. If I, I don't want to a- be anywhere near Taylor. No. Uh, Dorinda, I can, like, take it, but, like, once she- if she starts boozing, I'm like the the more she drinks, the further away I am from her. I would just like always be sure to just like not be in the vicinity or like not even addressing her really directly or, or indirectly. Taylor makes me so uncomfortable that like I couldn't be around her. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, as someone with OCD, I I feel like I'd be like, I know you're having intrusive thoughts right now. I, Taylor, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like on the basket with her, like, I know you're like, what if I just push Carrie off right now? I know you're thinking that. Well, because if she's like, everyone has their phones out, and I'm just thinking, what if the, we'd all topple off of here? And I'm like, okay. Like, I just. Her brain goes to a dark place. She's yeah, a very... she's unstable, mm-hmm. and she wears her damage on her sleeve. And yeah. some people are just like that, but it's as someone that. <laughs> As someone that keeps it locked the fuck up, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm going to su- love seeing her property as a woman. She's crying. 
I was surprised. I was surprised Vicky went. Vicky's bounced back. She's had an incredible journey. She had a great steroid shot that totally just completely. Like I wonder if she got her long COVID. I wonder if she got mononuclear, like the antibody injection. Mononucleotide. Yeah. Do they have those in Great Barrington? I mean, I feel like the access to those in Western Mass is probably not. She probably got those in OC. Uh-huh. When she first got COVID. Because I think that's when you're supposed to get them is like right when you first get COVID. Mm-hmm. And in California, like Southern California, I know <laughs> if you just had 15 hundo laying around, you could get them. They're all talking about Jill again. And Vicky goes, I think the most we can accuse Jill of is being overbearing. <laughs> Diplomatic queen. Vicky for president, <laughs> quite frankly. Jill says that Dorinda, they're all having post balloon. They're all having a little lunch brunch. Dorinda goes and hides in her room to, like, mm-hmm. nap, a.k.a., like, truly saute from her hangover. And Jill says, she goes, you know, Jill, uh, Dorinda has become a monster from the fame in her drinking. And I'm like, she's not wrong. Not wrong, but also kind of takes one to no one vibes. Yeah, I'm like, Jill, you were at Trump's inauguration ball on the red carpet going up to every photographer going, do you want to take a photo of me? It's me, Jill Zarin. Yeah, and it's like, that's still going on almost a decade later. You're crazy. Vicky goes, I don't I don't know. Psycho bitch came out at night. The psycho bitch comes out. The psycho bitch. <laughs> Everyone talks shit about Dorinda while she's in her room, which is one of my favorite things that could happen on like a women's vacation. Eva isn't about talking about someone when they're not there, which I respect. Mm-mm. So she leaves and goes up to Dorinda's chamber of tears chamber her red blood chamber of horror and she's basically like you know jill seems like has you and jill have like a there's there's layers to this conflict and Dorinda starts crying because whenever she faces any kind of retribution or any kind of like accountability she starts crying fake crying not a tear in sight she was like try to make it nice and there's I tried to do everything. Dorinda's doing this thing which also triggers me, and I, I feel like it would drive me crazy. So I empathize with Jill. Is that she's doing this thing where she's like, I didn't know that we even were that close. Or like, I didn't know that you like she's basically like, Wow, I just I have so much going on in my life and so many friends that I didn't even realize that you considered me a good friend. Which yeah, is... like feigning ignorance a little bit, but also feigning ignorance is a dig. Yeah, it's a total dig. and But she also says that she thinks that Jill is just mad at her because she wouldn't film with her and help her get back on Roni. And I feel like that's valid. She probably is mad about that. It is valid. And it's also like the real issue is that both of you are so desperate to be back on that show. And I think you see that in each other and it's competitive and also like it's embarrassing. And I think you're just rubbing off the wrong way on each other because dorinda is yeah you really know in these recent more recent episodes you really see that she's like truly obsessed with being on roni like it's it's her whole fucking world and dorinda probably does not want to associate with jill because jill's been off the show for so long and is now just like kind of like the whole thing is just sad her obsession with it 
So Dorinda doesn't want to be like identified as that. But yet here we are filming this special thing and Jill's there. And that's definitely the Jill vibe. Totally. And so Dorinda's trying to like, uh, like make it so very clear that she's different from Jill. But then Jill is using that as an opportunity to be like, okay, now we can have beef and we have conflict. And if that conflict plays out in front of the cameras, then it creates more intrigue around both of us. And then maybe people want to see this and we get back on the show. But the real rub is no one wants to see you guys have conflict. Like you're both actually deeply sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want like I don't want it, nor do I very much care about their drama with each other. Mm-mm. I mean, I guess I like it on some level, like, but I don't like it for 24 episodes of whatever it is that they would bring to the table. Dorinda had some good, she had some iconic moments, but I think it was it was time for her to go. What's untenable, that kind of rage and like... Cha- chaotic, unpredictability. Mm-hmm. Dorinda, they all had to downtown Great Barrington to a little lunch spot cocktail place moon cloud i was very triggered by the bartender because i just mixology culture and cocktail culture it just i can't it's so cheesy to me and so like i you know do go off people who are into that but it, it's so cheesy to me and just cr- it makes me like oh, when i hear people talking about like the different tinctures and putting things these mixing this with that and like the chemistry of the it's like oh i can't even relate yeah you're all just drinking it to get to the same place which is drunk yeah (laughs) i also am i am suspicious of any sort of pre-made drink on tap quote unquote Mm. i'm like that's gross it's like syrup dirty goes oh you gotta have the i'm gonna get a cocktail yeah i want you to craft it I want you to make it and then make it delicious. And like, you need to really tell me what's in that. Like, less is more with you talking about it. Just like, mm. make it. Yeah, they got great cocktails here. <laughs> Dorinda, this one is delicious. L- the local Alki giving them the lay of the land. <laughs> it's they- like, what is there really <laughs> even to bring to the table? It's like, you got a margarita, you got a bird. Like, <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they go outside. They set up like a little makeshift picnic table for them in the alleyway. You just hear Vicky go, oh, wow, little alley here. <laughs> <laughs> She's Kirstie Alley. She Drop is. Drop dead gorgeous. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hmm. Little alley. They actually have like a pleasant combo. Phaedra says that she's currently in love with this guy that she's dating, which is cute. Mm-hmm. And then she can't say how they met. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> Phaedra? You're crazy, girl. And then Tamara goes, I still think Vicky's in love with Brooks, which just like set chills down my spine. But then it cut back to Vicky and Brooks. And I was like, I get it. Like Brooks is gross, but there is something that's kind of hot about him. And just knowing that he was dicking Vicky down like left and right. There's something just like hot about them. Brooks better work. Brooks. You know that the dick, you better work. You know that the dick is good if you're with someone and he's like, <laughs> I have cancer. Kids. And you know, deep, you're like, no, he doesn't. But then he just like, 
fucks you so good. You're like, he is dying of cancer. <laughs> Brooks is literally Flannery <laughs> O'Connor's version of Joe Biden. <laughs> Brooks is literally every night. It's like magic Mike up in Vicky's bedroom and Brooks is chanting Tatum, just doing the fucking worm on Vicky. Uh-huh. He's like, Vicky is a he's sex. like, tomorrow you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna tell people I have cancer. You're gonna, you're gonna say I'm on chemo. I have to get an MRI, okay? And she's like, oh yeah, whatever you want, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you fucking want. I mean, that's like that's power. Uh, I that's could see raw that's dick. power. I could see myself like falling for that raw dick power. The power of some men. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. You know, you know the rest. Phaedra goes, they're still talking about Brooks, and she goes, hmm, did he look good? And Brandy goes, no, he was not attractive. <laughs> Pinky goes, no, nope, that's enough. And we're done. And we're done. That's not a, That's enough. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. They go back to the pool, which looked really nice. And Jill calls her incredible mom, Gloria, to bitch about Dorinda. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to a photo shoot Jill did with her mom and her sister. And, and you just hear her mom going, not happy. I'm not happy. I love her. Love her. There's a special delivery for Jill. Marco comes down with a big flower arrangement. And Jill goes, you're kidding me. Did Dorinda send this? I was, I was like, no. I was like, like you, what? You, you probably sent these. Yeah, you ordered them on your phone. 1-800-Flowers.com Also, her, sent them. her mom says, I hope Dorinda has an extraordinarily bad day. <laughs> and I was like, that's my mom. You tell her. Yeah, Gary sent her roses and everyone's kind of like, ooh. <laughs> and he put the apple in there. Oof. And then they asked Jill, like, what do you want? Like, you want to be on the show? And she's like, I want to be friend up. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed for you. Yeah, she needs to really cut that shit out. It's never going to happen. They're all just really, I think they're all just profoundly darked by Jill. Her desperation is just so palpable and just it showers you. <laughs> You're positively, it's like getting blasted with body odor by someone. You're just like, oh. It's shameless, but not 
fun and flirty shamelessness, just like unaware. No, no it's like Ramona's. It's like, it's like thinking you have a chance at doing that when it's like clear that you don't. Like Ramona is repulsive, but her shamelessness is kind of fun. It's camp. <laughs> this is not. This is like oh, Dorinda also Dorinda. goes. She goes. The pool is heated for these bitches, so they better swim in it because that's that's dollar signs right there. And then she goes, "I hate swimming in." She goes, "I hate swimming in a warm pool. I need it to be cold." And I'm like, "That is so Catholic." <laughs> not heating the pool in com- like owning the pool and then complaining about heating it. I'm sorry, but like you, this is like a twenty million dollar house. Like, shut the fuck up yeah. about heating the pool. But I love. I Dorinda just love. Goes, Oh my god, it's so beautiful out. <laughs> Dorinda's always like commenting on the weather in like a really scary way where whatever she's saying is not about the weather. It's like it's, it's she's giving you a secret message about what she wants you to do next. She's insane. And when she says like it's so beautiful out, she wants you to jump in the pool and be like, Dorinda, this pool is feels so good. Thank you so much for heating it. Like I can't wait to splash around and like it's her terrifying. weather comments are directives that you will either take or she'll catalog your lack of take for later and you will pay dearly for it. At least we got to see Phaedra looking so hot in her black lingerie. Mm-hmm. Dorinda takes off her cover up and Phaedra goes, Dorinda, that ain't no bad booty for a white lady. <laughs> and then Dorinda belly flops into the pool. <laughs> Only Phaedra can get away with making comments about these women's bodies, and it's, like, totally fine. Everyone loves it. So they all get ready to go to the Red Lion Inn, which looked... I want to go there. I want, I want like, a lobster bisque at the Red Lion Inn. This is very, like... It is very just, like, New England-y to have just, like, a shitty wood thing. And then everyone's like, it's beautiful. And it is beautiful, but it is also shitty. And that's like New well, Ta- England. Well, Tamara's kind of like, it's just old. <laughs> yeah. Tamara and Vicky, the California girls, are not having it. The Huntington it's Beach. It's taken me a while to get like, to build appreciation for like the New England aesthetic. Because before, like I used to be like, like, I don't get this at all. Like it's, and I then. Ju- I, was it, just, I was just foisted into it from a young age. Yeah. So like, I don't. But I get it. It's like, yeah, it's stuffy. It's kind of like. It's stately and it's like, it is what it is. You don't ever change it. And you just kind of keep it the same. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it's old. Mm-hmm. And it just has been this way for years. But yeah. it's also not everyone else that's like not a New Englander is like, this is just old and uncomfortable and shitty. Mm. But then that's like the joy. It's its whole own thing. And it's amazing to see how each of these women interact with it. Everyone's wearing leather pants, and then Brandy comes down, and she looks like Villanelle. I loved her look. She is Villanelle. Yeah, she turned. It's like Chiffon. She turned a Luke. <laughs> she turned a Luke for the red lining doll. <laughs> she turned a, a Chiffon little girl, <laughs> slutty little girl dress. <laughs> I'm like, the you're... The feminine urge to dress like a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. They get to the grand red lining, and Dorinda, she goes, I used to work here. I spent on and off. Most of my young life here. And she does waitress cosplay on the porch about giving the lowdown. She'd be a good waitress. Yeah, maybe she should just do that. I think she'd be good. She's like, 
She should just run the red line in. Yeah. I think that'd be great for a woman. As a woman, she should do that. Never in Great Barrington has a woman run the red line in. They're like, never once have we allowed women to own property except for this one woman, Dorinda Medley. And then I had a I had a true she's starting moment when they hand the martini to Dorinda. And they went, you're dirty. You're dirty Grey Goose Martini. And I went, oh, she's here she goes. Dorinda goes, is it true the blue sea cheese dressing is still homemade? And he goes, there is no blue cheese dressing. And I was like, oh, she is starting. She had another moment like that where they walk into the dining room and she's like, this was built in 1884. And he was like, that was actually 1772 or something like that. And I was just like, she is living in an alternate timeline. That's me in Philly. <laughs> Being like, I know where I'm going. And then being like. To get, stepping outside the airport, just exhaust fumes in your face going. Oh, do you smell the air? And looking at me and I was like, hmm, I'll let him have this. Like a bus goes by. And he's like, fresh air. <laughs> I tr- I'm truly D in that moment. Vicky, Brandy asked Vicky if she and her sister <laughs> ever had a threesome together. I love that there was a rumor of Vicky committing incest in a threesome with her sister. I have not had sex with multiple partners! I have never been with multiple partners in my life! Fucking Lori. I forgot about Lori. Vicky is a sex addict. She's a sex pest. <laughs> she needs She's Vicky. a noted sex pest. Vicky needs slaw. <laughs> Dorinda goes, people come from far and near to see this dining room. Oh I was like, it again, it's like a wooden room. It's an old wooden room. But totally, I mean, I would go. Vicky goes, why are we going to whoop it up here? I just want to whoop it up. It's so stuffy. And then, and then Dorinda is already sh- three sheets to the wind. And she goes, <laughs> it's not stuffy. I'm like, Dorinda, take a joke. Yeah, she's, she's starting indeed. She, Dorinda she, is cross-eyed. She can't. like can't even focus. She everywhere she looks, and she her eyes are no longer focusing. She cannot take a single joke. If you make any comment about Great Barrington, it's lights, it's curtains for you. <laughs> Dorinda will fucking kill you. She goes, "I'm doing my best. I'm just doing my best." Vicky goes, "I just want to whoop then it Vicky up." Vicky goes, "I'm doing my best. I just want to whoop it up. Turn up, turn it up, turn it up." <laughs> she goes, "I'm a happy bitch." Vicky's the queen. Turn it up. She has one moment to shine before everyone squashes out her light. And then she, Vicky goes into the fully just place of silence. Well, then Jill and Dorinda start going for it. And Dorinda goes, you remember, Jill, when you were working eight years ago? It's a long time ago, but do you remember? I'm like, oh, my God. Damn. You do, then you do, you are more, you do think about Jill more than you fronting you know what i mean like she you are very bothered by jill so stop pretending that you don't know these things because you know everything i just want to have a nice time until everyone leaves on saturday and then i will take a nap and vicky goes we're leaving on saturday i thought we were leaving on thursday (laughs) they go vicky do you not want to be here or something she goes no i think eight days is a long time she's right she's right i don't question Vicky anymore. Don't question the questioner. That was like when my family went on a family friend trip once to the Caribbean mm-hmm. and we got to the hotel. <laughs> and my mom, my mom turned to my dad and she went, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she 
It then, was not to her liking. Hell. Like, we had fun, and, like, she, she was, like, a good sport, but she was, like, behind closed doors, she was like, oh, this hotel. <laughs> I live for that. That's peak comedy to me, mm-hmm. is being unsoothed by your surroundings and having, like, one or two people to just, like, make fun of it with. <laughs> she did. She had one of the other moms turn to my mom, and they were just like... <laughs> 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 I love. I think eight days is a long time. And someone's like, "Well, then, why are you here?" Oh. She just doesn't answer. And I was like, "That's Tilapia. To... The queen reigns again. Tilapia supreme. She can still do the show and think that eight days is too long. Yeah, both can exist." Dernie goes. I didn't talk to you multitude. the day of your funeral, Jill. <laughs> the day of Bobby's. <laughs> and then they we slowly realize that Jill. <laughs> authorized filming of Bobby's funeral. Yeah. Which is dark. Dorinda tells... So Dorinda tells Vicky to stop being a victim, which I thought was really rude. And then she starts coming for Vicky, and I think that's when Vicky realizes, like, I just now have to be quiet because there's no, because this train has uh, left the station and I don't want it to run me over. So Vicky just goes, I'm a positive bitch! And then just shuts up. Vicky goes full tilapia catatonic. <laughs> because someone oh because dorinda's mad at her because she took a nap i was like why is dorinda mad and then dorinda is mad that vicky took a nap because vicky didn't really need to nap she's just napping to escape but dorinda naps because she works so hard and just needs a moment to rest and then vicky turns to him and she goes i never slept i never slept before in the middle of the day long covid until now and vicky is bouncing vicky has bounced back she's overcome she's looked death right in the face and she did not walk into the light. She got a steroid shot. So I just think everyone needs to give her a break. Dorinda is fully dumped. like Kim Jong-un. Like She is. Opposite every it's opposite day. Like she This is North Korea. The I, You sleep to escape. I sleep to refuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fuck you. <laughs> so then once Vicky has gone silent and fallen in line, that's when Dorinda turns her fangs onto Jill. She goes, it was a beautiful night from the woman I had all the way from Queens dancing for us. And you had to ruin it. You ruined the whole night. <laughs> like, oh, my God. She dragged. She didn't. Not only did she drag Jill for being like un- underemployed for the last decade, but she also brings up the j- embarrassing truth that Jill allowed Bravo to film at Bobby's funeral because she wanted to be on TV. And yeah, just, and then Jill sort of denies it, and then the producer and her confessional is like, "We have emails that say that you okayed it." And she goes, "Well, I didn't set who are the emails from." And she goes, "Are they from my assistant?" And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, don't you think it's weird that I'm not cc'd on the email?" But it's like, "Bitch, that like this is what's crazy about Jill is that she tries to front like something else is going on, and like her she's always desires are noble." And it's like, just own it. Just be like, yeah, I wanted to be on the show. Like, it's worse to be caught in a lie. She doesn't understand that it's worse to be caught in a lie than, like, think that you're fooling anyone. She's always been like that, though. I know, but I hate that. And she says her assistant emailed and asked Bravo to come to the funeral. And she said, and then she, like, gives, like, a fake. She basically says that she did invite them. She's like, never would I invite them. 
outside, yes. Inside, no. So she's basically saying, like, I did invite them to film outside the funeral. If you want to get, like... And then we cut to her and Bethany, and she's going, I'm alone. What are we going to do? I've never not been with Bobby. And then Bethany goes, we're all alone. I was like, okay, Beth. Bethany is channeling. Bring it back to you. We are all alone at the end of the day. And then out of nowhere, Taylor goes, Brandy, I've got something I'd like to clear up with you. And I was like, oh, fuck. Blackout Armstrong. I want to clear one thing up. And I, I was like when Madonna with Courtney Love, which, and I'm like, Taylor Armstrong is in dire need of attention. Mm-hmm. This is the compact being thrown <laughs> over the <laughs> railing. Oh, God, don't bring her up. She's, do you regret outing the fact that Adrian used a surrogate? Do you feel as though that was your job to tell the whole world? You chose to out a mother about a way she had her children. And I was just like, oh, my God. Shut up. Armstrong. Also, when Brandy and her start going at it, well, first she she's <laughs> she goes, season one, we were all the classy women. And then you came in like a hot stick of cinnamon in a bot in a pot of water, and everyone's like, What? You're just a little sassy cinnamon stick in a successful pot of water. And then everyone's like, What the fuck is she talking about? And then she goes, What happened was you jumped in the water of a building. There were six of us in. And everyone's like, this bitch is gone. And she has asked everybody else how many Critics' Choice Awards they've won. People's huh? Choice Awards. Let's not go to the Critics' Choice Awards. It's the People's Choice Awards. She said Critics' Choice, though. Oh, oh. But still, who the fuck cares? It's, everyone's like, bitch, we're on, we're on a reality show. Yeah, like, everyone knows that. Even Jill knows better than to bring, like, a Critics' Choice Award flex into the conversation. And then Taylor goes, and then Brandy says something, and Taylor goes, oh, if I jump across this table right now, it's going to be bad. And I'm like, you're, I love that she's a spokesperson for surviving domestic abuse, but she's lobbed several threats of violence so far on this trip in five days. But she's never, has she ever beaten someone's ass? No, but she, like, makes threats all the time and i'm like you you're supposed like she's always like i don't know it just feels a little she like will never she's all bite she's all no she's all bark no bite and then she goes we were the successful ones we were successful and then you came in and we were <laughs> successful and then she goes and then you came in and you were like oh it turns into literal jafar <laughs> what was that laugh and he goes <laughs> you're successful were you successful because your husband killed himself and they literally just like didn't even beep that out just silenced it that's weird yeah you can't say you can't say someone killed themselves on is that uh, i'm like it's just interesting because i'm like oh that's where you draw the line (laughs) yeah (laughs) you let all these women this whole show is predicated on women get drunk and say horrific things to each other but if you bring up someone's suicide then you're getting silent it's just like bravo and nbc universal acting like they are on some sort of more moral high ground yeah and like arbitrating (laughs) where that high ground starts is hysterical to me i'd argue during the saying body of a face of an angel tongue of a serpent is more offensive than her saying something that actually happened (laughs) i mean it's a low fucking blow but like let it be said (laughs) 
And but Taylor doesn't even react that much. And then Dorinda goes, Oh, you don't use death. You should have you be gracious and kind and blessful. And then she just she <laughs> leans in with this blackout face and she goes, How about if your son died? Well, that was later. <laughs> so then Eva goes, Oh, Eva can't take it. She has to leave. She gets up and just fucking leaves the room. Then Dorinda goes, guess what? Death ain't play. Death ain't play. Vicky's goes, take it back. Take it back. Take, take it, back. it back. The queen of death herself. <laughs> Vicky. And then the Grim Reaper, when the Grim Reaper says, take it back, you should take it back. And then Brandy gets up and leaves the room to just like take a little break. I mean, it was an astonishingly <laughs> horrific comment. <laughs> Taylor goes, she turns, it's just her and Tamara and Dornado left in the room, and she goes, it speaks volumes to me about her character. And then <laughs> Dornado goes, I don't have the capability to go after someone's child. <laughs> and then they all agree, like, never go after the children. And then meanwhile, Eva, like, comes up to Taylor and Fa- or to Brandy and Phaedra, and who are, like, taking a break at a, a table outside, and Eva's like, I had to leave because I just don't do dark shit. So, like, I just had to remove myself from the situation. And Phaedra goes, we are some wealthy women arguing about who said this, who said that. It's it's ridiculousness. And she goes, all I do know is that these little wood chairs are awful. It's hard for her. <laughs> it's hard. She's very uncomfortable. So then they, they come back in and Brandy's like, Bleh! it cuts back to Taylor and Taylor goes, I think it speaks anthologies about who she is. <laughs> I love it. Girl. <laughs> Dorinda goes, my husband died. Death is terrible. You deserve to be gracious and kind and blessful. And Brandy's Death like, no, I, I just want, I was just making a point. She said, should never go there. How about if your son died? How about if that happened? And everyone goes, oh, because you do. The one leaves again. The one thing you do in Housewives is you don't bring up the kids. You never talk about the kids. They're very mafia in that way. And then this is when it was like, Brandy, you just insulted someone's late husband for killing himself. But you're Brandy, the most offended she's ever. Oh. She turns. She turns her head away from. She can't even look at Dorinda. She's going, wiping away tears. Just can't even. I'm like, if we've already gone to like the low blow area, I guess anything is fair game. Like you might as well just use this as an opportunity to hurl insults at each other because you've taken it like pretty dark. Brandy can dish it, but she can't take it. No. And then she goes, "I got it. I'm going to the bar." She just stalks over to the bar and she goes, "Give me vodka." Well, first she goes, she goes, don't you ever fucking talk about my sons, my children. Don't you ever. I will fucking kill you. And then she leaves and goes to the bar. She goes, give me vodka. He was coming right up. And then Jill, Jill uses this as opportunity. She goes, blocks to Brandy. She goes, you know what's going on here? Dorinda's drinking. Dorinda's drinking. So that's what it is. It's just, a, and it's just like, God, any chance Jill can get to like hammer home the Dorinda's an alcoholic storyline. It's like, we all know Jill. Okay. Like, shut up. <laughs> we all know. Phaedra comes, <laughs> Phaedra comes over. She goes, 
She goes, oh, that lady could be your mama. You can't do that. And Brandy goes, no, she's only five years older than me. And then everyone dies. Oh, really? (laughs) And then (laughs) even the bartender is like crying. It's pretty crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) Brandy looks so good. Well, it's just like everyone wears age. It's like when you see people from like, it's like that thing where it's like, this used to be 52 and it's like one of the golden girls and then JLo's like 52 and you're just like, what is time and age? Age is meaningless. It's true. Meanwhile, back in the great room that people flock from near and far to see, Taylor stands up and she goes, okay, let's go back and whoop it. And Vicky goes, it's not whoop it. It's whoop it up. I love that they're like, we just had a dinner where someone through someone else's husband's suicide in their face and i posited what if your fucking son died and now this is the perfect precursor to just having a fun flirty whoop it up night back at the house of pure horror just another walls are bleeding just another night in great (laughs) there's flies coming out of every orifice in the house yeah, there's like an inexplicable like black spot growing larger and larger on one of the wooden floors of the manor. <laughs> this house is going to swallow up all these women and drag them to hell one by one. <laughs> I don't know where you go from here. It's fucking Amityville. It is Amityville. Well, it's next cool, week though. is even crazier, so get ready. Ugh, I'm so excited. We're going to record it this week, so it'll yeah. be out sometime this week we have to figure that out we thank you for being gracious and kind and blessful for allowing us to have a week of no a week potty. off a week to rest i would nap to i napped because i worked so hard you nap to escape i napped to escape last week what's wrong with napping to escaping so there's nothing wrong with napping everyone should take a nap every once in a while in japan they have these like new nap pods that are stand up so you just go close yourself in and then you're supposed to take like a fiver like a and phone, then go like back a phone to booth it's like literally a p- cylindrical pod that you just close and you don't even lay down i don't think i could stand up nap even if i was like leaning i just don't think it's possible but japan japan's uh, once again ahead of the game they know what it means to get off your ass and fucking work Get off your ass and nap. Get off your ass and nap so that you can get by and fucking work. I'm so happy to be back. Happy to be back. Sorry that my energy is like a little bit low. I'm trying no, Dole, to you're, move you're, through Dole. Dole, you're, you're doing fine, Dole. Love you. Love all of you listening. We are back in action, baby. Let's Stick get- around. The best is yet to come. Bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.